1: Good morning. It is Tuesday, October 24th. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Israel has escalated its airstrikes into the Gaza Strip. They launched nearly 400 airstrikes over the past day as the uh, ground invasion, they say, is imminent against Hamas.
2: So the bigger thing for us here at home, I think, look, obviously, we're going to be interested in what happens over there. We're going to be impacted by what happens over there. But we still don't know where all of our people are. This is true. And that, I mean, what are we now? Are we two weeks? Mm -hmm. It's been two weeks. Is Mm -hmm. that right? You're two weeks on and you still can't tell us where all of our citizens are. What a colossal failure by intelligence. Yeah. In this country
1: it's exactly what I have written down situation beyond everything else is a massive Intel Intel failure
2: and we spend all of this money on intelligence and yet it seems like year over year time after time mm-hmm. it's one colossal intelligence failure after another where does the money go what are we paying for how do we not know where our people are are well, Fred might be dead, he might be taken hostage, he might
1: just be on a sabbatical. Wish Fred the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've just released two more hostages, so that's good news. We're going in the right direction. But did you hear Biden give that answer as he was walking away <laughs> from the podium? <laughs> that's that that's that's a question that you don't do a walk and talk,
2: yeah, right? No, 100%.
1: He's asked about the hostages, and he kind of just slightly turned and said, oh, well, a ceasefire. Well, no, not a ceasefire. We need to release the hostages, and then we'll talk. And then he continued on with his walk out the door. No, that's a, that's a stop. That's a turn. Look at the reporter and give a definitive answer about what is going on. People are worried about their loved ones. They, they want to know.
2: Uh, so John Kirby, who is Biden's spokesman, did a variety of media availabilities yesterday, and I want to play a couple of these because, man, it is amazing how incompetent these people are. Um, and here he is, still can't say how many Americans are being held hostage by Hamas.
3: How many U.S. hostages does do the does Hamas have right now? How many Americans are they holding? I want to be careful with an exact number because we still have 10 unaccounted for Americans and we don't know where they are. It's possible that some of them or all of them could be in the hostage pool. But right now, Martha, I would say it's about it's a it's a handful. And I know that's not a satisfactory number for for you, but it's really as specific as I can be. It's not it's not terribly a lot. But of course, every single life matters to (laughs) President Biden. We want to get every single one of them home. We just don't know of the 10 unaccounted for Americans if some of them may also so be let me ask in, you, in this. You, you don't have confirmation that they are dead do you have proof of life confirmation on these 10 people have you seen images that they're being held uh what is where are we no. with this no 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 martha believe me if we had proof of life we wouldn't count them in the 10 there are 10 unaccounted for americans uh, we don't know whether they're missing and just lost or in a hospital somewhere mm-hmm. whether they are deceased or whether they are being held hostage
2: Grandma Fran could be hostage. Mm-hmm. She also could be in a hospital.
1: She could be strolling on the beach. We don't know. <laughs> he said it's not terribly a lot. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: no, we're not kidding you, Casey. Um, <laughs> here's the next thing. I can't believe they said this out loud. So apparently, Casey, now look, I get that I am a just uncaring, insensitive a-hole because I've questioned what we're doing with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I get that and I'm, you know, that's a burden I'm willing to bear. Um, but one of the reasons that some of us have been very adamant about us not sending unlimited stuff to Ukraine is we don't have unlimited stuff mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. And now Kirby confirms that, yeah, we're, we're kind of running low on our weapons <laughs>
3: With every security assistance package we provide, whether it's Ukraine or, or Israel, we also do an assessment of our own national security and make sure that we have enough for our own war plans, for our own operational needs, and that process continues. But two, make no mistake, we have given a lot off the shelf to Ukraine certainly over the last 18 months, and now you know heading in here with with Israel, which is why in the supplemental request that the president submitted last week on Friday, there's a significant chunk dedicated specifically to replenishment of DoD stock piles. We absolutely need that. We need Congress to support us in that in that regard.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. So, see, there you go. Mm-hmm. We must print more money, mm-hmm. which will drive inflation, yep. which will make everything more expensive for you because we've given so much to Ukraine. So, ding, 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 again, least favorite part of the show, your life is being profoundly impacted. The cost of everything is being profoundly impacted by the
1: decisions being made for Ukraine. To protect other countries. Right. So now we're going to have to make more. And guess what? Those other countries, they're going to continue to come to us. Yes. And we don't even have enough for ourselves. And,
2: and McConnell and Todd Young and the rest of the Good Time fun gang on the Republican side, supposed to be the party of uh, you know, limited government and accounta- accountable government, have said, we're never ending. The, mm-hmm. the aid to Ukraine will never end. So I guess we will forever be... Uh, concerned about the ability to defend ourselves because of what we're sending to Ukraine.
1: Okay, well, he goes on, and here he can't answer how Biden's going to ensure that the quote, humanitarian aid won't go to Hamas. A worthwhile, necessary, and secure endeavor.
0: We certainly should. used. I mean, how can you convince people that that is going to be? A worthwhile, necessary, and secure endeavor. We
3: certainly share concerns about any diversion of humanitarian assistance for Hamas purposes. I mean, for instance, fuel is a good example. You know that uh, uh, we know that they need fuel to be able to uh, electrify and to power up uh, their tunnels, for instance. You know, keep the lights on. So we we understand that. We're we're not blind to the potential uh, concerns here uh, over diversion, which is why Ambassador Satterfield is on the ground. His whole purpose purpose is to make sure that that humanitarian assistance can get to the Palestinian people. We have seen no indications as of today that any of the trucks that Kareem talked about, any of the material in those trucks, have been diverted to Hamas or been absconded by Hamas. That, uh, in fact, every indication that we have is that it has, in fact, gone to, uh, to the Palestinian people who, who, are, who are in desperate need for it. I-
1: Okay, he just said, we we know that they're going to need fuel. We know that they're going to need electricity for their tunnels. Yeah. Knows exactly what it's going for (laughs) if they get a hold of this humanitarian aid. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're surrounded by their fellow Arab and Muslim countries. That's correct. Why don't any of those countries, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Mm -hmm. why don't they come in with the humanitarian aid? Why don't they take care of those people? Why is it America's job to take care of these people halfway across the world? Great question.
2: You get to ask the exact same question about Ukraine, right? Why is it always us? Why in Iraq where we essentially go it alone? That's the way it always works because they know we will do it. All right, Casey. Yeah. When we come back. We have to play this audio from Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Now, this audio is like nine years old, and it is a fascinating discussion between three liberals. Bill Maher, author by the name of Sam Harris, and Ben Affleck, the actor. And they are having a conversation <laughs> about about Islam. Mm-hmm. And look, if we said it, we'd get in big trouble. So I'm going to let Bill Maher say it, yep. and we'll see if we still get in big trouble. How All about right. that?
1: It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.
4: Some people call me the space cowboy. Good morning, it
1: is 17 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you want to talk about this old clip. This is from nine years ago, huh? Yeah,
2: 2014.
1: And you've got uh, Bill Maher and Sam Harris, who was, uh, was he still a professor at Stanford when he did this?
2: Yeah, and he's written many books mm-hmm. and, and, and Ben Affleck. So you've got three people who are definitely not on the right.
1: Correct, but they're all on the same left. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. So this, this debate, this uh, back and forth, is very important to point that out because you have three people who are ideologically left. Mm-hmm. And listen to this debate, because if we said this, Casey, yeah. oh my gosh, the, uh, the cancel squad would come right for us. But when it's three liberals and two of them are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. this clip is a, a little longer than we normally play, I thought it would be fascinating for the moment in which we live, given what's going on in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a listen.
5: The other thing we want to talk about,
2: of course, is that you and I have been trying to make the case, I think, I have anyway, that liberals need to stand up for liberal principles. This is what I said on last week's show. Obviously, I got a lot of hate for it. But all I'm saying is that liberal principles like freedom of speech, freedom to practice any religion you want without fear of violence, Mm -hmm. freedom to leave a religion, equality for women, uh, equality for minorities, including homosexuals. These are liberal principles... (laughs) ...that liberals applaud for, but then when you say, in the Muslim world, this is what's lacking,
3: then they get upset.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, liberals uh, have really failed on the topic of theocracy. They'll they'll criticize white theocracy. They'll criticize Christians. They'll still get agitated over the abortion clinic bombing that happened in 1984, but when when you want to talk about the treatment of women and homosexuals and free thinkers and, and public intellectuals in the Muslim world, uh, I would argue that li- liberals have failed us. And uh, the crucial point of confusion. Uh, yes, yeah, well, thank you. Thank Please. God you're here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the crucial point of confusion is that that. We have been sold this meme of Islamophobia, where every criticism of the doctrine of Islam gets conflated with bigotry toward Muslims as people. Right. And that is, uh, it's, it's intellectually ridiculous. Even if it gets So hold on. Racist. Are you the person who understands the officially codified doctrine of Islam? You're uh, the interpreter uh, well, of that, well, so you well, can say, well, I, this I, is... I'm, well, I think any, I'm actually well-educated on this topic. I'm, I'm asking you. So I mean, you're if you, saying, if I criticize, the, you're saying that Islamophobia is not a real thing. That if you're critical of something... It, well, it's not a real thing when we do it. Right. <laughs> well, well, no, it no, It really no. isn't. I, I'm not denying not, that, that certain people are bigoted against Muslims as people. That's, right. And that's a that's problem. big of you. But... The we why ha, are you we so have hostile to, about this it's comment. It's gross. It's racist. It's, it's not. It's, but it's so not. It's, so, it's like saying, it's so not statement. you're shifty Jew. You're not listening Absolutely to not. what well, we are saying. You guys are saying, but, if you want to be liberals, believe in liberal principles, right. like freedom of speech, like, right. um, you know, we are endowed by our uh, forefathers with an inalienable abstract. Like all men are created no. equal. Ben, we have to be able to criticize bad ideas. And of course we Islam, do. No liberal doesn't want okay, okay. to criticize bad but ideas. Islam but Islam at moment is the motherload of bad ideas. So we have we have...
1: Wow, Ben Affleck. <laughs> now, rumor has it yeah. that he was um, not completely sober. What? In that clip. Yeah. and Ben Affleck? <laughs> no way! And the same clip went around just a few months ago saying how awesome he did. And now through a different lens... It's how ridiculous he sounded.
2: Well, I mean, you've got two super liberals and Sam Harris and and Bill Maher Mm -hmm. who are talking about, look, there are a lot of uh, things in this ideology that don't compute with mainstream liberalism. Mm -hmm. And yet liberals who will criticize everything under the sun are totally hands off when it comes to Islam. And I think why our show is so popular, Casey, is because we talk about the truth, and we tell the truth, and we don't care about sides. We are interested in what is right. If it's a, a great idea from this side or that side, it doesn't matter to us. But so many of these, especially the the far left, the radical left, the the squad left, the BLM mm-hmm. left, they're interested in the ideology of the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this is about, is you have two liberals, in this case, from nine years ago, Bill Maher, Sam Harris, saying, look, There's so many things inside of Islam and being professed from in the guise of Islam. And look, there are various people who have various views on this, who are more extreme than others, etc. But you have people who are using this religion as a guidepost Mm -hmm. who have totally extreme ideologies and views of the
1: world. You could say that about most religions, though that there's an extreme side that you could go to.
2: But the difference is the left will take that on. The left will take on Christians. The left will take on just about anything other than if offending that ideology risks offending a voter base. And they see those people as a potential voter base. And so as such, they will not take it on. And these two two liberals, mm-hmm. Sam Harris, Bill Maher, are saying what needs to be said there. And then you have a guy like Ben Affleck who is so radically left that he is up in
1: arms. That they would even say it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. They're saying, wait a second, this is so clear and obvious. And if we're going to take on this, then we have to take on this. And he basically uh,
1: acts like they are the radicals. Right, exactly. They're just trying to have a conversation about it. And he's not having a conversation. He's having an argument. Sure. He just wanted to get his point across. Yeah and saying that islamophobia is not real that's incorrect right it, it it's it's real
2: there look there are people who hate people for a variety of reasons there are people who are awful people who don't judge people based on who they are as human beings and that is true in all walks of life but the reality is there are a a large swath of people who use islam mm-hmm. As the guidepost to do what mainstream society would view, and rightfully so, as horrific, awful, terrible things. And it's okay to admit that. It doesn't make you an ist or a phobe or anything else. We have stopped having the conversation in this country about reality. We are just in corners. We are in sides. We are... And and I just, I just thought this clip, and I, I saw this, I was doing a, a deep dive mm-hmm. on the internet, and you know how that goes, Casey.
1: <laughs> you went down a rabbit hole. I mean,
2: and I saw this, I thought, wow, this is so good, mm-hmm. because it is so much of what we, we are experiencing right now yeah. in terms of the Middle
1: East. Now, from what I've read, Sam Harris, the guy who was in this clip, has recently- Gone a little bit more to Ben Affleck's side.
2: Oh I yeah, well, like well, the,
1: he's over the over the nine years since that sure. originally happened. That's why this
2: clip he, is so good. He's changing yeah, his views absolutely. as
1: well, um, and that just proves that everybody's opinions on religion evolving constantly. Right,
2: it, but it's okay to look at Hamas and say, "You people, under the guise of religion, are doing horrific, awful, terrible things. Mm-hmm. You are creating death, destruction, mm-hmm. calamity, mm-hmm. and we're not going to stand for it." We're not going to stand for it. You guys are the bad guys. What you're doing is horrific and awful. There is a black and there is a white in this. And it's okay to call this out. And I I just thought that was so good because you have, in this case, three liberals, Mm -hmm. two of which. And they don't agree. Right. And, And so, you know, we say it. It's like, you're an is, you're a phobe, you're a this, you're a that. In this case, it's three liberals, two of them making the correct point. It is
1: 1125. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I was really surprised to see that you had uh, put this on our template to discuss. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, let's, no, let's no, talk. no.
2: Why don't we wait? Why don't, why don't we go to a break? Okay. Because we have, we have to talk about this Taylor Swift thing.
1: <laughs> I told you. You'd be surprised uh, the, too, right? The, well, I
2: just love the fact that... The, the, Look, just stick around. We're going to have some very interesting (laughs) Taylor Swift discussion when we come back. Oh,
1: no, make it go away. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's 1131. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Donald Trump was in Concord filing his nomination paperwork with the New Hampshire (laughs) Secretary of State. Lots of supporters were there more so uh for him than mike pence in iowa <laughs> mike pence getting 10 to 15 people showing up donald trump getting thousands filled to capacity
2: yeah so he had a, a kind of a you know rally press conference whatever you want to i like, what would you call it is it a rally is
1: it still a rally campaign rally yeah. ca- campaign speech
2: for sure, yeah, in New Hampshire, and we played some some of this earlier, and I thought there's a lot of great clips. I thought it was a
1: great. Well, speech. he spoke for two and a half hours, yeah, I mean, so he, he hopefully will. you're going to get something out of nope. it. One of the things that he told the crowd, which which was in the thousands, about 2,500 yeah. people, he said, "Vote for Trump and solve your problems." <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, no, it was a really good speech. I thought it was well done. I thought he, I mean, maybe the thing where he threatened to punch Biden might have been a little. little over the top, but other other than that, I mean, I thought it was really well done. Mm -hmm. And look, he is clearly Casey, the front runner in New Hampshire. No no doubt, not even close.
1: Yeah, uh, he's up. Nikki Haley's the next closest one. He's over her 30 points.
2: Yeah, so here are a couple more clips from that uh, rally. And he says we are closer to World War III than ever before. And he is the only person, Casey, the only person Mm -hmm. who can bring us back.
4: We are closer to World War III than we've ever been, and I'm the only one that will prevent World War III. I'm telling you, we are closer to World War III, and that won't be a war with army tanks going back and forth here. That will be a war with weaponry, the likes of which this world has never seen before. I know it. I know it better than anybody, and these are weapons. You'll need God. That's true. He said, God... Well, thank you very much. That's a beautiful. He said, "God, God gave me to you. How nice is that? Oh, I like this man. Wow. Well, I hope that's right. Oh, great! I hope you're right about that, though. That's a great honor that you even say it.
1: That's that's how revered he is by his by his followers. He said, I make this promise to you as president, I will restore peace through strength. Yeah. And that is something that Donald Trump exudes much more than Joe Biden.
2: No, you're right. 100%. And again, whatever criticism you have of Trump for the domestic stuff, the COVID stuff, totally viable, valid. Mm-hmm. His foreign policy was very well done, and he did a great job as a commander in chief during his four years.
1: Okay, so... The Republican National Committee caught off guard just a little bit because he made an announcement. You know, there's another, there's a third GOP debate yeah. coming up in Miami. Mm-hmm. And Trump announced that he's going to hold, of course, counter programming <laughs> at the same time as the debate. And <laughs> Trump appointed Rona Rana. Rona Rana. Rona Rana. At Mitt what? Romney's
2: niece, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: At what point does Trump go, you know what? We made a mistake with her. Well, or is she not doing anything because he appointed her?
2: Well, this is the fascinating thing of how all over the map Trump is. He supported her.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is why it's like, you look at the people Trump
2: supports, like Rona Rana, McCarthy. Uh, like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. It's just terrible, terrible judgment. Just say nothing. Just just say, and do, Rona Rana's awful at her job. Yeah. Look at what a crap show the Republican Party has been. So... 2018, Yes, they picked up uh, up a couple seats in the Senate, but they lost the House. 2020 lost all the—
1: The midterms all, uh, was not the red wave it was supposed to be. She's been awful, mm-hmm. and it is
2: the most Republican thing ever where we just keep putting losers in and hoping eventually they figure it out. I mean, it's amazing.
1: But he's the driving force behind her keeping that job. Yeah. Well, and again, he was wholehearted. Well, look, so he,
2: when the whole McCarthy thing was going down, Trump said something, and to me it was the most Trump thing ever— he comes out and goes, yeah, I like McCarthy because McCarthy said nice things about me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's all it took. Really? And he's he likes Byron Donalds as well.
2: So here's a little more from the uh, rally he had yesterday. Um, and he's right. He's 100% right on this. He is the first president in a long time who did not start a war.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And I was the first president in decades who didn't start a war. Remember, Hillary said, he will start a war. His perso- no, my personality kept us out of war. She said, his personality will get us into World War III. No, my personality kept us out of World War III. <laughs> he
1: kept us out. He's right, Casey, 100%. Um, okay, so he went on to say uh, what happened in Israel is all about Iran. Yeah. And that's where things are escalating.
2: Yeah. And he's right. He, he's right. And, and so here's a little bit of that. And of course, he questions. And look, it's not even a.
1: It, it's It's not con- <laughs> conspiracy theory at this point.
2: Yeah. He questions, is Biden getting money from Iran?
4: It's that
1: simple. It's all about Iran. It's not about
4: these others. It's all about Iran. They know everything that's going on. They probably laid, laid out the game plan. And Joe Biden won't do it. I wonder how much money he's receiving from Iran, do you think? Gets a lot from China. That we
1: know. But I will do it. Okay, so Iran-backed militias in Iraq claim responsibility now for an attack in Syria. So, And and we pointed this out. I think it's actually the day that you were off, Rob. We said, okay, so it's going to go Lebanon, Syria, Iran. Yeah. And lo and behold... That's exactly what's happening. Um,
2: All right. Let's do this, Casey. (laughs) I'm not thrilled, but I thought it was kind of a bit of a um, opportunity to... Mm -hmm point out what complete hypocrites these people are
1: okay you're talking about t swift yeah mm-hmm. she was at the kansas city chiefs game up in the ru- ru-
2: ruining the game for all of us up, yes up she was doing box. a fine job of that yes okay
1: people were shocked to see that jackson mahomes was there
2: so jackson mahomes mm-hmm. is the brother of patrick mahomes now patrick mahomes by all accounts is a, an incredibly stand-up guy great guy nice dude uh his has a very good relationship with his wife they mm-hmm. have, i think two, multiple kids um just by all accounts a great guy Jackson Mahomes, on the other hand, his brother... His younger brother, right? Yeah, younger brother. Mm -hmm. um, Allegedly, not so much. So he has been arrested and charged with three counts of aggravated sexual battery and another count of battery, uh, and this relates back to an incident in February in Kansas. And Taylor Swift was in the box Mm -hmm. with him... partying at the game and they were doing little hand signs and she was fist bumping and dancing with Patrick Mahomes' wife and Jackson Jackson Brown, Jackson Brown,
1: Jackson (laughs) Jackson Mahomes was Mm
2: -hmm. in on it with them. And a lot of people really kind of took issue with this because, wait a second, you're this woman who supposedly speaks for all women right Mm -hmm. and all men are bad and all men are awful and every album is about how some man has done you wrong and the shortcomings in your life are not your own fault it's the fault of someone else and here you are in this box having a grand old time with this guy Mm -hmm. who has been accused of a pretty serious you know act of a pretty serious act against women.
1: Aggravated sexual battery. Three counts.
2: And again, they're having a great time. It's not like he's like butting in. She's cheerleading with him and having a good old time. And I just think, and a lot of people are kind of agreeing with this, that it puts the hypocrisy... Mm of the whole thing on full display that she's supposed to be this voice for women and an independent woman and a strong woman. And, you know, man's is bad and man's is the man's is the devil and man's is the cause of all your plagues and ills and none of the fault in the relationship is your own. And I'm going to embarrass every guy I've been with by writing some sort of mean spirited song about them. And I'm going to sell a gajillion concert tickets to idiotic little, little girls and young women and et cetera. And then you're in this box with this Mm -hmm. guy. Now, look, everybody's entitled to innocence. Everybody has the presumption of innocence, but that doesn't come off in your music sister.
1: Yeah. Well, he was arrested and charged. And this is back from February. Have they sentenced him? It, has he well, been, I mean, I don't think he's been to he, trial or anything else. He was trial. Okay. He,
2: he was arrested so in. May. So at this point,
1: it's just an act. It's an alleged. It's so, an accusation.
2: So yeah. So according to Fox News, he was arrested in May, released on bail mm-hmm. after posting a thousand uh, dollars, a hundred thousand dollars bond. Mm-hmm. Part of his conditions, according to Fox News, bar him from publicly discussing the case. He does deny the allegations. Again, every single person is entitled to a presumption of innocence, as is he people get falsely accused of things all the time don't know sure don't know the intricacies of the case however if you are you know sister compatico with all the women of the world who believe they've been done wrong by men
1: (laughs) and you're in this box hanging out okay when i first saw it it seemed a lot of (laughs) the Kev's smiling because he knows it's true a lot of the outrage came it seemed like her safety like people were saying, Look
2: he's gonna solder in the box.
1: Well, that's what it seemed like people were saying. Like I'm gonna need someone to get her out of that box immediately. <laughs> she, and then she,
3: she put herself in the box. Yeah, she, like did. She, does, like, she She ended up herself in, that in the box, box by her own by her own volition.
2: I mean, it's though it's like they act like Ted Bundy is in the box with her. It's like the end of a Jason Voorhees movie. You better turn around. He's right behind you.
1: Well, somebody said Jackson Mahomes is a little too close to Tay Tay. <laughs> surprised the NFL hasn't sent a blocker up to the suite. Like, people are really thinking, like, he's really gonna do something to her in
3: front of everybody. But,
2: Kev, am I wrong? Is this just not complete hypocrisy that you're supposed to be this voice for all the women done wrong, and Is then it? you're hanging out and palskiing around with this guy?
3: Yeah, it's not a good look, especially when she's supposed to be a role model. Yeah, exactly! Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think that she's just trying to make inroads and and play nice with Britney and the whole no, family there. No, here's what
2: I think, Casey. Are you ready for this, Jelly?
1: It's, it's hypocrisy.
2: She's full of it. And it, <laughs> by it, I mean it rhymes with it. Mm-hmm. And it has a couple wor- letters in front of it. Mm-hmm. She's full of it. All of these people are full of it. You know what she is? She's the modern day Andy Kaufman. She's essentially Dylan Mulvaney mm-hmm. where she's pulling a big giant ruse on everyone and chuckling hysterically because she's worth like nine billion bucks. I was just
1: about to say, that billion is trolling oh, everybody. All the women are the
2: victims, and I'm the voice of all the women who have been victims of men, and the patriarchy has kept mm-hmm. us all down. Mm-hmm. And then she's hanging out with this guy.
1: Yeah. What did you want her to do? Leave? Hey, look, Not I didn't me make there. the songs. I didn't collect the $9 bucks saying all men suck. What is she supposed to do, show up to the suite and go, oh, he's here, I can't stay? I, again, I don't make the rules, Casey. <laughs> all right, who's joining us next? Oh, Libby Glass is coming in. She's running for Indianapolis City County Council. We're going to talk to her coming up from 93 WIBC.
2: She's here. and you know, Casey. Yeah. Oh boy, that debate last night, that was just... uh
1: Were you thoroughly entertained? Oh, my
2: gosh. That mayor's debate, that was like a Saturday night, like a bad Saturday night live skit come to life. There's no way, uh, as I'm watching this in real time, I'm thinking there's no way this is a real life thing, but it is indeed. <laughs> Jefferson Shreve and Joe Hogg said are real human beings, and they are two choices to run
1: mm-hmm. from I feel so lucky. Those are our choices. Because <laughs> yeah, you're a voter. Yeah, exactly.
2: But, and one of the things that's actually going on this fall that nobody's paying any attention to, that in addition to... To this very terrible mayor's race. There is actually a city, there are city council races all across mm-hmm. central, uh, in the, the Marion County area, Indianapolis as well. And nobody's talking about that. I think probably because people are just like, I give up. I've just given up. These two <laughs> these two are so bad, we've given up. But you shouldn't give up. You should pay attention. There are city uh, county council races. And they're actually quite important because whoever, uh, whichever one of these underachievers wins the mayor's race, they're going to need a whole bunch of check and balance from the uh, the city county council.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've been told that it's actually the city county council who runs the uh, yeah, city.
2: That, well, it depends on whether things are going well or not. Right. If things are going well. <laughs> yeah, hey, they'll the take mayor. all the
1: credit, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, if things are going well, oh, it's the city county council. It's not sure. my fault. Uh, so somebody who is running for city county council, her name is? Uh, Libby Glass. She's running for District 13 here in the city of Indianapolis. She joins us now, in fact. Libby, how are you?
6: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: Okay, so why did you decide to subject yourself to uh, trying to help <laughs> fix this hellhole that is known as Indianapolis? Did you lose a bet? Did you draw the short straw? <laughs> why are you doing this?
6: Uh, you know, I, uh, I've i lived in Indianapolis uh, most of my life. Uh, I 36 years, and I uh, appreciate the community, and I love it, and I've lived in my current dist- uh, district for five years, and I just see that they're not getting the representation that they need. So. Uh,
2: so what's interesting is you're actually running as a libertarian.
6: That is true. I am running as a libertarian.
2: Why did you do that? Because there, there is no Republican, right? There is, there no-, is
6: no Republican. Um, uh, for some reason, the GOP did not uh, put a candidate up, which That's is... That's pathetic. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. <laughs> you know, you should at least um, have an opponent. It
1: for the Democrats, yeah, mm-hmm. and you said that'll be me. That's me. Yep, I'll okay, stand so, up and do it. So, city county council, what do you like to? What do you want to accomplish if you win your election? Well, libertarians
6: are big on deregulation.
1: My first
6: uh, goal when I get into office is to read through the regulations in the. Um, you Unigov, and there's a lot of them, oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's some redundant ones, and I'd like to get rid of a few
2: no so. no, you said you did not watch the debate last night.
6: I did not. I am concentrating concentrating on my campaign. That's I, why
2: you're so happy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you look at a guy like Hogsett, what's your opinion of him? Like, if I say Joe Hogsett, what's what's your initial reaction on him and the job he's doing as mayor?
6: Well, you know, I try not to judge people unless I've met them. I have not personally met. Um, Mayor Hogshead. Um, I'm... I'm—I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's okay, you can be honest here. <laughs> yeah. we, we say it all the time.
6: I—I I mean, I disagree with a lot of policies that involve more government. So. Well, then he would not be the guy for you. Exactly.
2: Why? Why are you running? Like, what will you say that we got to fix? Normally, people run. They say we got to fix this. What? What is your this?
6: Well, you know, I. <sighs> So, I used to work in wastewater treatment. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm an engineer. And, oh, (laughs) it's, well, I could make a joke, but I'm not going to. Um, It's a poopy job, but somebody's got to do it.
1: (laughs) We'll get to the bottom of things. Go
6: ahead. (laughs) Right. So, um, there's a lot of uh, drainage problems whenever there's a big storm. Uh, event in my area, and if you when you go under the rain uh, railroad tracks,
2: um, there's stinks. a lot of flooding,
6: and it
2: you know you drive it every day. Can oh yeah sure. I d-
1: I know exactly what she's talking about. There's an area it stinks; you can smell it in your car. <laughs> well, I'm
6: talking more about the flooding. The
1: stink is you know it's going to secondary. Happen, so. The stink is secondary. <laughs> yeah,
6: and you know I've bent two rims, and I'm a fairly good driver, and I've still bent two rims in the last five years that I've lived in my area. So the potholes. Mm -hmm. stink, and I'm um, privileged enough that I can afford to fix my rim, but a lot of my neighbors can't, and I want to be their voice to make sure that our area is taken care of.
2: Libby Glass is our guest. She's running for uh, Indianapolis City County Council uh, uh, District 13, and uh, okay, so you know, it's interesting because we asked you, we asked you like the grenade question, like, tell us about Hogshead. And <laughs> usually it's like, oh, the guy's a loser and he's a failure in the riots and this and that. I think it's interesting your response because you're kind of doing, um, and you don't see this very often anymore, a more what actually local government should be, which is a representation of the people. You're saying, look, that guy may be a zero. He is. But, uh, <laughs> you, 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 well, but uh, you're saying it doesn't matter to me. I'm about fixing roads, about fixing public right. infrastructure. We don't see much of that anymore. Yeah. Why do you think that is?
6: Oh I don't know. Uh, I'm a little bit of a luddite so I don't like social media. I think that being able to say whatever you think um to anyone at any time without any consequences uh, like potential um smack in the face or you know walking away uh is has been detrimental. It it makes people not um as personal. You can you can delete someone from your friends list and never speak to them again, never think about them again. But I'm I'm sitting right across from Casey right now, and I can see her face, and we are interacting,
1: and it's it's wonderful. And she'd love to walk away right now. Oh
6: no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe if Rob was sitting across, <laughs> <me>. perfect.
1: <laughs> so tell me, um, what kind of goals do you want to mm. get accomplished when you're you know in office? Like day one, everybody says day one, I'm going to do this. What's your day one thing?
6: Well, uh, my day one is to compile all of the issues I've heard along the campaign trail. So, what's um, the number
2: one thing? What do you hear most?
6: So, a lot of people are uh, worried about. Uh, mostly, it's roads. Honestly, yeah. wow. Um, a crime is a close second, um, mm-hmm. and then there's been several constituents who've had trouble getting permits because people are not working at the permit office. They work from home, and you can't you can't get an appointment, and you know just. Getting back to having people at work and getting um, infrastructure figure it out, and I just want to rank the list, and I want people to feel free to come in and talk to me and mm-hmm. get, and share their concerns. And, Actually govern. Right, right. That's a, And that's a
2: fascinating uh, You may know this, Casey. Yeah, I was once a local uh, government official myself. I've heard
1: that. Uh, and I'm sorry. Th- there's
2: a, <laughs> yes, and you notice I didn't go back for a second term. <laughs> um, the that, There's always the balancing act, right, of like people who are about the issues, which is whether it's crime or roads or whatever, and then there's people who are like, Uh, Yeah, I'm just looking for someone more competent to help me get a permit, Libby. And that's probably the balancing act here, right? You've met uh, people all across that spectrum when you're running a local government campaign.
6: There just seems to be so much bureaucracy, and I think um, too much of it, and redundancy. And uh, I want to be able to streamline the process of—and the the less— The more streamlined it is, the less costly it's going to be because time is money. If you have to go back to the um, permit office several times, um, you know, it's it's holding your project up, and that's that's harmful for people.
1: What made you step up? I mean, it's really easy for anybody to sit there and go, oh, man, our roads are awful, and crime, and, you know, this permit thing, I, I can never get in, but what made you step up and say, you know what, I'm gonna get involved, and I'm gonna be the change?
6: Well, you know, I did my public service, and went in and voted in the primary, mm-hmm. and I saw that only one party was running, and that was pretty demoralizing. And, um... You know, so I went to my party and I'm like, hey, who are we running for this? And they said, no and one. We, we, you. And like, hey, you want to step up? Sure. I'll step up. Great. I, you know, I have, isu- I've run into permits and um, ordinances that I've had issue with. So, yeah, I'm I'm for it. Let's go. I got it all gung ho and we went and signed paperwork and here I am. All
2: right. If people want to learn more about you, Libby Glass, uh, District 13 here in the city of Indianapolis running for uh, city county council. How can they do that?
6: Um you can go to my website Liberty for Liberty, the number four dot com or- Libby for LibertyIn.com. Mm-hmm. Libby for You
2: always got to get the A- 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 IN at the end. Right? Well, you Lib- know,
6: the, the first one is already taken. So. It's okay. <laughs> I don't even
2: remember the W I B C website half the time. <laughs> Libby for Liberty. Liberty the number Libby the number four LibertyIN.com. Is that, that right? That is correct. Very yes. good. All right, Casey,
1: take us home. All right. Thank you, Libby, for coming in today. And Rob, thank you. Kevin, good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 W I B C.